whenever my world falls apart I never lose hope or lose heart Whatever the form of the storm that may brew Not with you to lean on, darlings, you Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. My guest today is a Helen Hayes award-winning playwright and performer. It's Danny Stoller, everybody. Is that too loud? That's okay, right? I don't think so. That was fine. (laughs) I can adjust levels. That's fine. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, can figure it out. Yes, here in this cold January weather we are experiencing in Washington, D.C. It snowed today a little bit. It did, ever so briefly. Ever so briefly. briefly. Um, Just like the affair in the uh, musical that we're going to talk about today, because we're here to talk about the bridges of Madison County. So, yeah. Um, so when we were where we were discussing this, uh, choosing choosing an album, um, you mentioned that you were a hopeless romantic. Uh, I am a hopeless which romantic. Might surprise some people uh, who have seen True. your work, um, <laughs> because your work tends to deal with and make you. And so, like that doesn't really encapsulate you know, hopeless, maybe it does, but certainly not like a romance novel, cum, uh, Clint Eastwood, Meryl Streep movie, cum, Stephen Pesquale, Kelly O'Hara, JRB musical joint. So I will ask, as we always do to begin, how did the bridges of Madison County come into your life? Yeah. So, okay. So what had happened was um, I came across it like, because a friend of mine had posted uh, himself and somebody else singing um, one of the duets in the show. Okay. And I heard it and I was like, I really like this. And it was just with like a piano. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but I was like, this is beautiful. And also like, it's a musical about love and sensuality and like a moral gray area, which I think is, is, is what attracts me to it. Like, it's not like I'm like, oh God, I love the musical Anastasia. Like I'm, I'm sure I would mm-hmm. love Anastasia, but it's, it's not like a a cut and dry romance, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Like, yes. like my other favorite musicals, like Oklahoma, where a guy dies and they're like, drag his body off and keep this wedding right. going. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so I, I do like, I love, uh, you know, the moral gray, and so I, I picked up the album. And I listened to it and I was like, this shit is beautiful. And quickly just was, I couldn't stop. I mean, I just mm-hmm. kept going and I just thought the lyrics were beautiful. And and I'd always like liked Jason Robert Brown. Um, but th- this was the first time that I was like, 
this is really, really speaking to me in a mm-hmm. way that, uh, you know, it just, it just like from the toes to my head. Mm. Um, so that's how it, it came in was hearing other people sing it and be like, this is nice. And then, oh, okay. Yeah. Were you familiar yeah. with the story at all before the, the oh, it yes. being like a huge media property, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we I've seen the movie. We've all seen that. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. The we've all seen the moment where like Clint Eastwood's like in the rain, you know, when he's waiting outside for her. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so interesting to think about like how we cast now versus then, because he looks mm-hmm. like a I mean, he's still clean these words, but he like, he looks like, it's not like sexy man in rain. It's like, this is like. No, it's like sad, man in rain. It's like wet sad man. old man yeah. in rain. You know what I mean? And like wet now it would be like him with no shirt on in rain. Oh, you sure. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God. Oh, sure. <laughs> he's just shirtless standing there. Um, yes. Maybe like Jeremy Allen White in his Calvin Klein ad in the rain. Yeah. I, it's a fun, it, it, that, that's actually a really interesting point because I do remember when the movie came out. I mean, I wasn't that old, but however old I was when the movie came out. But there were all these... I mean, the book was a absolute phenomenon if you were not yes. alive in the early 90s. Um, this this book was massive. It, everybody had it. It was a huge best, And it was one of those great bestsellers that got terrible reviews, but everybody read it anyway. Well, it's kind of like... Um, it's like a... I mean, th- this is really putting a, a shitty spin on it, but it's kind of like a... It's chick lit. You know, so, I mean, and it, it, is, it is a romance novel, but there was a period of time through the in in just in China, I think this faded in the eighties, probably, where and in the nineties, where like there were romance novels like mass market paperbacks that you would find, you know, with the covers that we're all familiar with, like the one on the poster yeah. kind of behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were this this middle ground of romance novels that were like melodrama in the classic sense so you like prince of tides and bridges mm-hmm. of madison county which were like bridging the walking the line between serious literature and trashy romance novel and they always got bad reviews but did incredibly well <laughs> like everybody well, I think it's, cause it's like like people i mean i think that 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 also has to do with like kind of i mean not to bring in something so deep but i think it also has to do with like who are the reviewers in that time and like the mm-hmm. kind of patriarchal sure. view of like well this has you know this is for vagina heaven people or you know whatever <laughs> i don't know why they're southern suddenly i was gonna but, say you know, <laughs> God, that's kind of terrible um uh but, you know this is for this and so right. you know uh these women and blah 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 you know what i mean because it mm-hmm. is it's female centered and it's also like female love centered and um yeah you know i i think th- this I, there are people that i know who find this musical kind of abhorrent um because of of what it's oh about what it uh-huh. what it is potentially condoning um and then i'm well, like let's... how are you how are you like <laughs> How do you read any of my work? How do we read uh, it? How well, have you that's hired right. me before? <laughs> <laughs> well, so that that's a good segue, though, to ask. Like, I think it, it might be what let let's tell the people what can you summarize the plot of the Bridges of Madison County? Yeah. So this woman, Francesca, um, lives in Iowa with her husband Bud and their two kids. Um, they're her two corn-fed children, 
What are their names? Carolyn their names, and the and the boy. Carolyn and the, the boy uh, whose name I never uh, remember. Uh, what is the boy's what name? Is Michael. It? Carolyn. Michael. Michael. My go. dad's name. A Carolyn and Michael. Eter- eternally um, forget him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he really like that character. I'm always sort of like, hmm. uh, but uh, yeah. he. So they go away. Uh, Bud takes Carolyn and Michael away to the county fair to win steer of the year, potentially. Big deal for Carolyn. She's raised this steer. And while Francesca is home alone, she's like, yeah, I'm just gonna like take baths and read books. Well, lo and behold, Mm -hmm. showing up on her doorstep is sexy bohemian man, Robert Kincaid, who is a photographer who is here to take pictures of the covered bridges of Madison County, like the title. And he gets lost and she's like in her Italian accent, she's like, oh yes, I'll show you where this is. And they start by like having like an awkward friendship, which in the musical Mm -hmm. takes two and a half seconds. It goes from awkward to getting very, very fast in this this musical. And, um, she's like come inside for dinner and then he's like great and then they love each other and yet i am yes. completely i'm i bought it i it's been sold to me yes <laughs> and then they have these four days of just like complete romance where they just like it's life changing and um in the book she has this line where it's like is it always like that between not in the book, but in the, in the script. So the book mm-hmm, of the musical, right. like, is it always like that? And he's like, Oh, that was, that was all you, but she's experiencing mm-hmm. this stuff. She's never experienced sexually. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, great, come away with me. Like, let's like leave your family. Mm-hmm. And she, her husband gets back with the kids and they're going to get ice cream. And she sees Robert Kincaid. And she has this moment in the musical where she like runs to him and gets into his arms and then like time backs up and she didn't go with him. Mm-hmm. And you find out that he basically spent the rest of his life thinking about her and he sends her a letter upon his death and she reads it. And then she sings a song that also at the end intimates that upon her there's like kind of a titanic moment that at the end of her death she then sees robert kincaid which i've always thought and this is not a new original thought um right but like that's really up that she oh yeah had this like full life with her (laughs) husband and everything and then it's like he died too he's also up in heaven if there is one and she's like yes yes but also my heaven doesn't include my husband or my children it includes the man from this four-day affair in iowa yes um but you know what fine it is what it is (laughs) (laughs) all good i mean they're speculating about the afterlife who the hell knows right Right. exactly so you know um, so then so that's that's how it how it ends. <laughs> it takes a, the ending takes a big. It was like a ten year jump. It takes in like the a future, ten year jump because like her daughter's married and her son's gone married, and her husband's her, dead and yeah her okay. husband died. Well, they have this song like "When I'm Gone," which right. basically is like the old guy neighbor dies. They're like t- it's four weddings and a funeral. Is that fucking right. song? It's like Except everybody they all die at goes- once. <laughs> They all die at once, but they all, all die at once. First, with like Carolyn goes 
to college. Mm. Michael leaves to do whatever he wants to do. Carolyn does marry a farmer. And then everybody's like off and whatever. And then we go to New York to Robert Kincaid where he's like, (laughs) I have cancer. Right. Or yeah, he has some sort of illness and cancer and uh, he's dying. Um, So they just, you know, age him a little bit. Right. And this does take place. We should, the only the thing you should know is this does take place in the sixties, the prime, the, yes. the majority of it takes place in the early sixties and it leaps Correct. forward to the, to the. Yes. Cause if it took place seven. now. Right. This, this wouldn't, wouldn't be happen. a thing. This right. wouldn't, Least, like, he and, would and have not G- this way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He There'd would have GPS. Yeah. And like there's cell phones and like, yes. the, you know, cause she, she is unreachable a lot of the time, which is what makes this work. Like, I I have always thought that, like, having an affair back during the time of, like, landlines must have been, like, like you really had to have stick-to-itiveness because now you don't even, (laughs) you don't even, like, I say it like I know (laughs) and I do. Uh, (laughs) uh, um, Like, you don't even realize how bad it's been until you're, like, going home. Do you know what I mean? Because you've done it all over your phone. And then, though, you had to, like, really want to have to do it. Because, like, if you made yeah. those plans, right? she's got and a rotary. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. And you're that's on your it. way, and he's not, or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all... yeah. So it's like, you yeah, know, yeah. there was a lot more commitment. That's when affairs really meant something. <laughs> well, it's just in general, though. I mean, just to make plans of any kind was a lot yeah. more like that. Yeah, so date. Yeah. I mean, like, right. yeah. So Yeah. Oh, um, sure. It's yeah, very I, I was yeah. alive before cell phones, so. Right. You know. Oh yeah, you get it. You, um, you remember? Yeah, oh, you I remember. get it. Yeah, I yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that's what the the musical is about. Mm-hmm. It sure is. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and also coming off your earlier comment, like it, this isn't Clint Eastwood and Pearl, you know, and the, this is Stephen Pesqua <laughs> and Kelly O'Hara, and, but and like, so they're like but so. But Kelly O'Hara, like Meryl Streep, like a very like get uh, that's a very and actually a, a kind of a one to one with Broadway and movies. Yeah, in a I lot think of ways. so. Yeah, but with like Stephen Pasquale, it's like it's a whole yeah, that's a whole. I think thing. that's why <laughs> it can be probably so hard to cast because he is sort yeah. of like just this is a man. <laughs> right. This is a like a tall man and so well, we, and that voice too you know what well, I mean? yeah like he just kind of has this like I, like i'm reticent to use the word package but i mean like whole package of a person oh, he does yeah and, and so i just um i think that that you know robert kincaid in the film clint eastwood super attractive guy and also mm-hmm. um he was like i think that he could still be like sort of an everyman in that film and this, it's like, mm. they're, they don't make them like this in Iowa, you know? Right. Or at least I yeah. assume they don't. Please call in to Original Right, to let us if know if they are. They, right. Yeah, if there are hot guys like this in Iowa. I'm well, sure he was also, somebody. he was also, Eastwood was 65 in the movie. Right. He and, was like. Yeah, not not a young man. Uh, though I don't know, having watched early movies, he's never, he was never a young man. He was he's always, always kind of been a hundred. And yeah. so I think that like, um, but Stephen Pasquale is like. Is, yeah. Is, is a, is a hunk of I a mean, person. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, is only just now 47. I'm looking at his book. So like, uh, right. he's not, so he's, he's still 20 years young. away from that age. But I think yeah. one of the disadvantages, so like you talk about how people have like, 
moral apprehensions about this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I, I get that um, on one level, but first from a story level, I think that that gets refuted a lot by the fact that she does late in the show, try to explain to her husband what's going on and also explain why it happened. And I think, and also didn't like where she came from anyway, go ahead. Right. Exactly. Well, but I think that one of the problems with casting somebody like Stephen Pasquale in this role is that I think the point is more supposed to be that Robert sees Francesca. Like that's the metaphor of the camera. He sees her for who she is and is interested in her and what she has to say and what's her point of view and what's going on with her genuinely interested in her. And so Mm -hmm. it's a lot more like what she's attracted to is this, this man who sees her when Stephen Pasquale shows up on your front door and is, you know, a big hunk of man. It's a little like the, the audience response being like, well, Duh, he's Duh. the hottest thing Especially- going. Like, that's why you're like, you know, no shade on Hunter Foster. But oh, like, I was just about to say the exact <laughs> same thing. No shade to Hunter Foster. And also, like, you right. know, um, I th- yeah. So it, but it does, dim- it, 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 it's that terrible problem where it all, I think it might diminish your returns a little bit in not yeah. casting somebody who's a little more average looking or just kind of more of a hunter foster actually who's just kind of like objectively a good looking person but not like again walks into a room and everybody's breath kind of like goes everyone yeah straightens up a little bit and it's like oh hello you know um so she also has that five minute song in in act two the almost real song where Mm -hmm. she's talking about where she came from and her mm-hmm. fiance dying and war torn right. everything. And then she meets yeah. Bud and it's like, we're going to go to America. We're going to go to Iowa and, and, and her, her difference between her and Kiara, her sister, who was like much more of a, yeah, a party girl. Say open, say. open. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Available. An open woman. Yes. Available. Yes. And, and a little more fearless. But I dream of the beach at Hong Kong. Right by my side and the ocean only steps away close to heaven far from Kiara almost real. Yeah, and so then so so there is that too where you're kind of like, well, hang on, you know there was a part of this and I'm not saying that that's the right thing to do, but this young woman was experiencing a sort of self-preservation. Mm-hmm. And I think the first time that she, when she meets Robert, there's a sense of self-actualization where like she is seen, as you said, and also is seeing somebody, mm-hmm. you know, I, yeah. I think, um, I think, uh, so they did this at Signature recently uh, mm-hmm. where, so I got to see it. And I was actually, um, the Bud story hit me in a different way than it used, than it did when listening to the recording because I got to mm. kind of see it. That like, this is all about people who aren't seen. 
Nobody mm -hmm. is really seen in this space. Carolyn is not seen and Michael is not seen. Everybody's fighting yeah. for their space. And Bud is too, when he sings like that, he sings that like really lovely, very sad, something from a dream, I think it is. Um, oh, it's his song about her, yeah. Yeah, um, which is like- What is that called? I think it yeah, is something, something from a dream. From a dream. Yeah, yeah. Right. and it's like, yeah. it's very, very sweet and very sad. There's a very sad, real, there's several very sad, real moments in this show that where like just the basics, like they, they juxtapose the basics of reality against desire. And I think it's in that song where he has that list of like, I'm going to take her on a trip this year. Mm -hmm. Like I definitely owe her a trip. And then he starts to say, like, and the first time he's like, I'll take her on a trip after the harvest comes in or whatever he says. And then it's like, after the harvest comes in, when the kids are off to school, when they're like, there's so many caveats in front of it, it's just clear it's never going to happen because the reality is life. And to me, she's still like something from a dream. And to her, Lights turned on. I'm gonna take her on a trip this year. Maybe next summer. Not like we're gonna have the money for vacations. But you also get the sense he's he's kind of letting we'll them pile up. You need to prioritize this this a little more than you like than you have it on. You see how easily it just gets pushed down the list. The he's not mm -hmm. me because he's not. I mean, Bud is the secret sauce of a story like this, because if the husband is bad, objectively bad, objectively he's abusive. Then your answer is right there. Whatever. Get it. Then it doesn't yep. matter. Like, then I don't. Then there's mm -hmm. no tension. But like when there should be a, an incredible amount of tension when Robert says, um, run away with me mm -hmm. and you you should really like you should feel that you know what i mean yeah like, i should, mean you should yeah. be having trouble making the decision along right with just her. like she is and I exactly think yeah when when they did it at signature the guy that they had as bud and this probably is why it hit me so sorry everyone for talking about aesthetics but like sexy guy mm -hmm. you know what i mean they both sure. were attractive um in completely different ways and i think that him being like just an attractive small town man who knows that he has to be doing something more, but isn't exactly sure how to do that. Mm -hmm. Like watching him struggle with that um, was really moving to me as well. And also made the ending that much more heartbreaking because you felt mm -hmm. like you knew that want versus need versus want versus need. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah. so cut and dry of like, I need to stay with my family. I want to go with Robert. It was also like, I need to go with Robert. I want to stay with my family. Like I have yeah. these kids. Uh, yeah. You never felt like her children are a burden. You never, you know what I yeah. mean? It's all very small. All the problems are incredibly small and the stakes are incredibly small. And that, but I think the consistency of You think that, they're small? I think they're well, so I, high. In in this, but that's what makes them high is the fact that like this isn't like 
these problems are all very familiar. What I mean by small stakes, yeah. it's 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 sure. it's just like he's just trying. You know, Bud's just trying to to do like to get to be a farmer in the Midwest. Francesca is just trying to like be a person. Michael's trying to be a teenager, and Carolyn is trying to figure out who she is, which at her age is perfect. And it's nothing, but when you put them all on top of each other, you realize how incompatible they are and how it is their whole life. And that's what the ending really, like, that's the thing about, I'm not a huge fan of like, generally of the story takes place over a set period of time. And then we like leapfrog two decades and try to get mm-hmm. like a, 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 a it, it, it can a feel button. cheap. Yeah. Yes, but I totally. think that that's, it's incredibly important in this sense that Bud dies and that Carolyn marries a farmer, which is the thing she explicitly says she doesn't want to do because mm-hmm. you, there's a just a general reality to that because also like Carolyn marries a farmer she doesn't want to marry a farmer but we don't know the farmer she married and they also could have an amazing marriage we don't know we just know that like it 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 just kind of like it, it continues it continues right there's a, there's yeah. something happening here and that's what gives this story its real breadth is that these four days of unusual activity shall we say then get a ton more weight because we see how unusual they actually are. Like this within is actually... the within the scope of the world. No, it's true, right. and 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 but then you also see how it works out because then you have the next door neighbors mm-hmm. right. who have that beautifully sweet scene about the pie. Yeah. Yes, and it's like so moving and lovely, and their romance is so sweet and real. I remember so at Sig, it was played by Chris Block and Ryan Gonzalez, mm-hmm. and th- that scene moved me to tears because it was just so lovely and it also was just kind of like this nice love letter to the audience i don't know who this quote is by but it's like it's no small thing to live a simple life is this mm-hmm. quote, uh, from something and i don't remember i think it might be J.R. tolkien but maybe not um but or like anne of green gables one of those two very large <laughs> uh, thing but uh but you know like that there is the beauty in the simple life and mm-hmm. um you know, that the ending also sometimes reminds me of 110 in the Shade. Uh, oh, okay. Calls, you know, when he calls her Melisande and she's like, that's a name that's good for one night, but Lizzie will mm-hmm. last you my whole life long. Mm-hmm. And um, just the idea of being like, I have to, I have to stay. Like, this is who mm-hmm. I am. Um, and yet... I will never not want her to leave. <laughs> sure. So like, I, I understand the beauty of staying. I understand that they've stacked the deck for us to like, also love that the small town can work. Mm-hmm. And yet that that's like, just, <laughs> this relationship is going to be a barnacle on their heart. Well, yes. And no, I mean, it's, that's an interesting, so like to me, th- there, there is something fundamental to me in characters like this who have kids and the way those kids are treated by the by the author and the way the kids are handled i think the show does a very good job of it i don't remember it, it being a thing in the movie because i saw the movie when i was in college and i didn't have kids um right, so i didn't care children. now i have children and i care and it's it's absolutely true like i i there there was something that happened when i turned 30 and i had a child that like a switch flipped and whenever a child is in danger in any sort of movie tv show, like, like i am distracted i'm totally distracted um 
But also wonderful things happen, like the moment that George pulls the the glasses off the little girl in Sunny in the Park with George at the end of Act One, I cry like a baby. No reason, right? Just do. Yeah, Sob. but it's so anyway. And lovely. But in any event, like the but so like that's the that's the conflict for me. I don't give a damn about Bud. I'm always like in that scene in the, in the ice cream room. Don't care about Bud. Bud, whatever. He's he'll be fine. He's an adult. He's a grown ass man. He can handle it. Um, he will 100% be married again within six months. Like, no problem if she runs out. Yeah, they will have a stepmom. Uh, I, I think yeah. about the kids, too. I'm always it's like, the kids. I think um, about... that, that's the pull for me. It's like, they're out. For, and they're also, it's such a great idea that they're out for ice cream. For they're ice out cream, for this, like, pure, so... like, yeah, it's so Americana. And she's, like, trapped in that ice cream parlor. It's great. And I think that it's also, like, they're there. I think it's also for Carolyn. Like, I wonder mm. if in her mind, she's like, I can stop the cycle for my dog, you know, sure. you always want yeah. better for your children. Right. Like what happens next? What? Um, so like for the kids, I totally understand. And then there's like the selfishness of like, this bitch is never going to have another orgasm with another person again until her husband dies. Well, maybe she knows um, how to by herself now. Maybe she learned. Yeah. To, I mean, maybe yeah, she right. does, but like, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I'm I mean, sure. Small, small but victories, also, I would say. That, I've also right? always gotten sad because I'm like, why didn't she look him up after Bud died? But I also understand why she wouldn't to be like, hey, he's dead. Sure. So like, how are you? Well, the, there is the other there is the other part of that, though, which is like it was four days of heightened emotion. Yes. And also, though, then it's then it's always perfect. Then it's always. Perfect. Right. Exactly. So like that's the even worse part is the fact that it's like this. It will always be perfect because. I don't, uh, uh, you know, Robert Kincaid never farts during Bridges of Madison County. And like, she never gets her period. And it's never like, uh oh, you know what I mean? Not that like periods are bad, but I'm just like, I, you know, I'll fuck But they don't even have like the the most basic, like human moments together in terms of mild inconvenience. Yeah. Yeah. Like they don't even get a headache. So it's like everything will be. And so there is also the part of it that's like, I'm going to, I can uproot my life completely. And then it can be like the last scene in The Graduate. Right. Where they're like on the bus. And then you're like, you're like what did we do? Um, right. Or <laughs> I can keep this four days as like yes. the greatest four days of my life. And no, I mean, then, then it goes to the ending song. Right. Love is always better. That like, yeah. you know, um, that she's just so that that was that was the right thing to do you know Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is like a great doing the math song you know Mm -hmm. what I mean in terms of like the fact that it's like and I feel myself getting emotional just talking about it but just the idea of like I'm sure there's a little bit of like anger at yourself in that song Mm -hmm. of like and now he's gone like there was always, right. you can always hold on to the hope that I could potentially see him again or right. that something will happen again. And then yeah. he's gone and you have to acknowledge that you made a choice that is now forever, forever. We could have chosen to ignore what we were feeling. We could have prayed to make the wanting go away. But what we did that we love and love is always better. Well, 
they both did. I mean, he didn't call her either. It's that like, you know, he was waiting for her call. She was waiting for his call. You I know. guess, but also like she made it cl- like, and this is not. But it's the end. It, the end is also it's all on her at the end. So and yeah, like, like yeah. he's like, meet me at this place, and she's that's like, true. Okay. that's true, and she didn't go. Like, yeah, and so I think true. she made it pretty clear that it was like yeah. he's not going to call and be like, hey, it's that guy you for four days. Like, right. you know, we went to a diner and and we kissed and we drove somewhere else and right. got to like live as a couple for a day. Um, right. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? So it's kind I of do. like that sort of, I think that it was kind of in her court. The ball was in her court. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and so, and I think that that's like also kind of a beautiful thing is like that he like really respected mm-hmm. what she needed. And then he has that beautiful song. It all fades away. We were like, yeah, Ugh. I mean, really like the end song. of this show, <laughs> the the end of this show going from it all fades away to always better after a song where like everyone dies is just like, (laughs) it's just gut punches. Like you're like, are you serious? And I remember like, I keep bringing up this production, but it was last one I saw, you know, it was in Mm -hmm. alley formations, tennis court. So Mm -hmm. like when then lights come up, you're seeing people across from you just be like, there is no anonymity of like, like, you're just hysterical in front of whomever. Um, right. I didn't care. I have no shame, but I was, I was messy. Sure. I was pretty, yeah. I was like really feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> You're down for the bridges of Madison County. I <laughs> was, I was really, I was, I was overwhelmed for cleanse, as my people would say. There you go. There it is. There's the, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that that was Daddy. Since I know you, I can say this. I think also this 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 choice did surprise me a little bit because this is some pretty goyish white bread stuff we're uh, we're getting. I here. know, but I think <laughs> it's an interesting thing, right? Like, I am not a soprano. Mm. I'm not an ingenue in terms mm. of this kind of work. This is a show that I could do when I'm like 80 and I play Marge, or at least older. You know what I mean? Like, that's sure. what I could do. Yeah. Um, and I think there's sort of like that. Uh, not grass is always greener, but like the like, oh, I wish. Um, because mm, like, mm-hmm. I love Gettle too. Like Light in the Piazza, mm-hmm. really, I saw that like three times uh, mm. in New York. And so like, I'm, that might be hyperbolic, but I don't think it is. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's like, I loved it. Even though that's a show I could only do also when I'm older as like the Italian mother who's like, I don't speak English, but so I'm right. just speaking English. Now, you know what I mean? Like I'd have to just be there for that one second. I don't sing ghetto music and right. I don't sing this, but I think there is something to the fact that it, then it becomes even more of a fantasy for me because it's something hmm. that I, I can't, like I, I'm impressed by the fact that I can't really do it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I can like sing it in my car, but I'm certainly sure. not going to be like playing this part. Uh, so okay. I think there is something to being like a, a little Jewish girl from Brooklyn who's like, hmm, I love this go- these goys and their problems. <laughs> Look at them sitting um, there with their houses and all that. Yeah, I mean, right. maybe if it was like Robert Moskowitz and then he came and he was like a matzo <laughs> salesman. Well, see, that's also <laughs> important that like, I, th- I, I really do like, I think it's really easy to write off Bridges of Madison County as a concept, because like I say, it's this sort of early nineties romance novel. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I think that having also just recently for the first time seen the Prince of Tides, which I would mm-hmm. consider to be it's like contemporary and also sort of in a similar vein, like the Prince of Tides is a lot more sloppy and schmaltzy and un- like melodramatic in kind of a bad way. Um, and isn't as interested in what I think is the actual human interaction of this. And I think it's really clever on the, on the, the novelist's point that he's not a traveling salesman. This isn't a like typical guy who goes from town to town, like, you know, sleeping with all the lonely house. Oh, and every, yeah. Yeah. Different area codes. Right. This guy is just, is actually out there looking to do like, cause he's really obsessed with his art more than he's obsessed with anything else. And, and he's not the one who's like going after it at first. Like she's right. the one who keeps being like, come into my house. Let me watch right. you wash your body at your car. Like I bought right. this dress. Like she is, yeah. she is yeah. the one, which I, I think also is part of the reason when I've had the conversations with people who've been like, I don't know if I like this especially if they're women, I'm like, do you not like it because it was a woman going after mm-hmm. her own pleasure? Mm-hmm. Do you not like that? Cause she wasn't morally correct. Um, you know, cause if it's like a man, it can be like, Oh men. But if right. it's a woman, it's like, oh, she has kids. Yeah. That vagina's already, you know, done what it needed to do. Um, so I think there is that, the fact that she is the one who, who is like, Mm-hmm. Th- the instigator is, and yeah. this is my this something's i'm gonna change my life but it's also i um, think honestly it's the honesty that can bother people you know because like i think the knocks against so the knocks against the novel are that it's kind of purple prose-ish and i haven't read the novel so i don't i can't speak to that the knocks against the musical were mainly that it was too long it seems to me um which is interesting and that's a personal taste thing but i think if you come at it from a from a purely textual like like conception like if that's your problem, that it's about a woman who has an affair and that's your issue. I think if you watch it and you have that problem, I think the honesty be, might be what's bothering you that we've been talking about. That like he's not everybody is just doing their best and mm-hmm. everyone's trying really hard to be a good person and they are making informed decisions at every step nobody's tricked nobody's drugged nobody's like trying it out just to be bad you know what i mean like people are living moment to moment and hurting each other and not and and also helping each other these are people in very like i say small stakes situations nobody's dying nobody's except that we all are you know it's very very simple and i think that that can really bother people because it confronts you with the question of like what would you do? And the answer is well. That's like, the thing. There's also honestly, no like miraculous. Know. There's not. It's like a miraculous situation where like you know right. Bud went off to war and then she like took a lover. Um, right. And it's also not the fact that like you know I look at this sometimes in the sense that any guilt you feel because nobody gets caught. Uh, Marge right. kind of knows. Right. But there's no. There's no like big you know, there's no judgment. Scene. Yes. There's no reckoning. Um, there's almost we were, one. We were... They do a great job with that. With like, there's almost a moment where I think you think it's all going to fall apart and, and then, then it doesn't. Yeah. Marge is, Marge is cool. Marge is her rider. Oh yeah. Oh, that part. Yes. Yeah. Where Marge yeah, is yeah. like, yeah. Okay. You know, and then right. the ice cream part where she like, you're kind right. of like, is she going to yes. say is she something? Gonna jump? Yeah. Um, and I think that 
it's interesting to talk about Aristotle's poetics. Um, Here we go. The like recog- Well, let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Like let's the talk about recognition it. moment. They're all internal, like uh, mm-hmm. like they're by themselves, um, and they're the only ones who have to carry the guilt. They're the only ones that have to carry the hurt. It's not like a shared mm-hmm. thing, which I think is the most honest. Do you know what I mean? Like I think mm-hmm. um, that we all have done things that were like, mm-hmm. and sometimes we have those things, and we have to we absolve ourselves. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, or we are, or we carry them with us, or both. And so I, I just think there's something really human. And I think you know, in terms of like what you're talking about, in terms of small, it's such an intimate show. It is so small. Mm-hmm. I think people's problems with it being long, I get that only because the world is so tiny mm-hmm. that a right. fart sound is my way of saying tiny. Um, <laughs> it's so small. Um, that like when we go to like the state fair and when we go to like we could do fine with just like a couple of phone calls from bud where you right. hear the kids in the background like yeah. having like the state road 21 and like i love the song um another life that whitney basher sings on the recording it's so beautiful it's gorgeous See him. And also, it's five. Minutes uh, it's long. just it's five minutes of exposition, <laughs> right? It's you know where I'm like, this is a beautiful song. This is very right. long, and we never see this character again. And yes. you could have literally had a couple of lines about her, and we get it. We get it because like that's kind of the show. That's the thesis. Right. I mean, it is. We life. should say at this point, if we didn't mention this already, this is a Jason Robert Brown score. There's going to be songs. They're going to be. There's going to be. They're going to be the long, yeah, and then you right. know. So there, there are things where I'm like, hmm, mm-hmm. interesting. Like I don't know if I needed that. Uh, so, so there are things where I'm like, you know, stop, get to the sex. Like you right, know what I yeah. mean. So, because uh, right. we know where it's going to, it's not like it's an original or new story. So as soon as right. he's in the house and she's got the dress on, we're like, when y'all gonna? Yeah, so, and I think that's. It, these songs don't necessarily, I don't think we're primed to hear exposition about his ex-wife. I think we're primed to hear them turn on the radio and then get closer comes in and then suddenly they're falling into you. And then it's the end of act one and they've gone to the bedroom. Do you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I think like this is a very, it's interesting. Another Kelly O'Hara show, uh, Days of Wine and Roses, mm-hmm. which apparently for, by all accounts is, like 90 minutes and I actually just did a show this this sounds pretentious but I mean it in the sense that like I just did a show with one of the people who's now in it and Mm. like it's basically just 
Brian Darcy James and Kelly O'Hara. Like the other people like pop in and out, but like mm-hmm. it's insular. It's their show. And mm-hmm. I sort of feel like that could be done with this. Uh, th- this, mm-hmm. this could, this could have, this could have been an easy 120. And instead sure. it's like three hours long, but it's not an epic in the same way. So you're sort of like, yeah, it's like an intimate. Confused. Epic. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there are ways that you can, I think that we, I think that, and I think there are like little, yeah, I think there are little things that we could have just gotten. Could have like did a little cutty cut. Sure. A little trim here and there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But again, it's a JRB score. It's, it's yeah. the songs are going to be as long as they are, man. That's just the way that goes. <laughs> yeah he's gonna feel them it's gonna be 45 minutes and, right you know something. a song called and, one and second and a million miles is going to be seven minutes long and that's it's just seven minutes way. it is a seven yeah. minute song and yet right. i don't give no because that one could be 12 minutes and i'd be like mm-hmm. sock it to me you know what i mean right. that's a song where i'm like i'm ready but it's because i'm so invested in that character like no matter how yeah. beautiful the person who plays his ex-wife sings and plays the guitar I'm like, no, no, no. By the time we get to the chorus, oh, another life. Yes, like they could have yes. lived. I get it. Right. Go away. Let them move it away. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like we don't need it anymore. So I think that's the thing. It's like, but but I think it does speak to how brilliantly Robert and Francesca are written. And mm-hmm. uh and I think the book is really something. Those yes. scenes are Pulitzer winner fun. Marcia Norman. Yeah. Of book. of yeah, getting yeah. out. Getting, yeah. which we've all done a scene from, I think. And yes, in, everyone's done a scene from getting everyone's out. I did done a scene from everyone's getting out. Everyone's done a scene from getting all? out. You have absolutely. <laughs> Shout I direct- out to Marsha. That's right. <laughs> which is not the show she. It's so funny. She wins for Night Mother. Like that's the one she's like super known for. But in class, well, I get, yeah, everybody does. No, everybody does getting out. I did cl- direct getting out in my directing class in grad school. Yeah, but like, nobody can just- do. Oh, in grad school, yeah. but like nobody can do Night Mother in what college like you, i mean of course i did sure. play a lot of old women in college but like it's like you know sure yeah i guess the characters a are harder bit, the characters right. are like could you imagine them they're like okay cynthia you're playing this 60 year old whatever right add add it to your book honey like you right. know what i mean um yeah yeah that's tough. Night Mother is a great joke in camp. I don't know if you saw the movie Camp. Oh, but, did yeah. I see the movie so that Camp? It's that it's Anna Kendrick and then the woman who's the girl who's the I call her woman, but she's like 16 in the movie. Um the the one who she ends up poisoning all the time. The yeah, river, yeah, the yeah. one who who saves. They the, there's like a joke earlier that that she doesn't remember her even though they were in Night Mother together the previous year. Which is so uh, funny, a two-hander. Which is great, ha, ha, ha. a two-hander. Yeah, exactly. It's a really good theater joke. Like, we did Nightmother together. Yeah, that whole yeah. movie was a really good theater joke. It uh, is. It I think is, it was yes. a little, I think it was a little too... It's a lot of theater jokes. Time. In you know ways. what I mean? Like, I feel... Groundbreaking Because, film. like, I... Yeah, yeah like, I, I think, uh, yeah. It's a special watershed moment. Better. There we go. Where's that criteria um, re-release, right? <laughs> I think we know where it is, but that's fine. Uh, so Diddy, what do you, do you see uh, as somebody who is, you know, writing all the time and mm-hmm. currently pers- pursuing an MFA? I don't think I'm letting the cat out of the bag by saying that. And full you disclosure, know. uh, Danny and I met because I was her professor for two semesters. Yes. Is there anything in the, in Bridges of Madison County that you see sort of reflected in the stuff you like to work on? Oh my God. Yes. The whole thing is about desire. It's morally gray. My entire missions so i have like two artist Mm -hmm. mission statements 
um, that straddle the, the two different lines, I guess. Uh, you know, the first one was always that I really love to write complicated women. Mm-hmm. Um, I am like, may we raise them? May we be them? <laughs> and uh, because I, as a kid, you know, you you have these matriarchs in in your home and you watch them you overhear them, you know, my mom was a cigarette smoker and like you see her with like her friends out in the back and you know, you, they're all mm. smoking and, and talking and there is something witchy and wonderful, this language of, of old, like adult women. And, um, and even when you're younger and you know, you, you're 12 and you meet a 16 year old that you're like, oh my God, they know the fucking world. Um, and also just being in enough dressing rooms with women who hit, now where I am 35 and having it be like the you you are literally getting cast as archetypes in how insofar as how you relate to a man on his journey Mm -hmm. (laughs) and being like I don't want to write that shit I certainly don't want to do that shit like I want to have my own journey and um and this is about a woman's, a complicated woman's journey. The other side of my mission statement is all about Jewish stuff. Um, mm. But we'll, we'll, when we do, when I come back to do Harmony, we can, we can oh, talk okay. about that. And we'll talk about or, that. Or, you know, okay. we'll talk about the new Funny Girl recording or whatever, right. unless you've done it already, right. blah, blah, blah. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think th- this is complicated woman. It's desire. It's a morally gray area. I mean, you really have to buy in. Because once you know where it's going, if you don't know the story for some reason, mm-hmm. you have to be okay with having your protagonist be somebody who does something that is wrong mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is it wrong? You have to question like, well, nobody really gets hurt. I mean, Robert does, really. The one <laughs> who gets hurt the most is the guy who she cheated with. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think that's why it speaks to me. I think that I, I've always just been really fascinated by the choices we make. The, the play that I'm doing now, there's a great line in it that's, you know, all my life, my biggest choices I make by instinct. And then it is, I admit, a bit of a thrill to let the chips fall where they may. Mm. And I sort of think that that's what. This is, I mean, I think she, it's like just a leap of faith. And mm-hmm. um, and I think we've also all had that. We've all had that experience, even if we haven't had an affair, that experience where like, it's immediately electric with somebody and you're like, nobody has ever felt this before. This is the first time that this is ever, you know, mm-hmm. and she says it in the, in, in falling into you. She's like, whatever this is, whatever we do, we don't give it a name. You know, she's like, I, we're the first people to ever, to cross this line to know this moment and it's like yeah that's we've all known that even when you're like 15 and you're falling in love for the first time and you're like up on the phone for like 10 hours and you're like no one's ever stayed up all night talking to somebody like this right that's what this is yeah except everybody but but it's encapsulating this thing and and i think you know if you haven't lived it I bet you've wanted to live it mm-hmm. and now you can live vicariously through it musically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I think, sure. uh, yeah, I love mess. I love it. Mm-hmm. 
I used to love it in my life. And now I, <laughs> now you put it in your work, right? Now, now I the, use it in my writing. So the healthier thing. In, yeah. Like instead of yeah. pulling the pin on my actual existence, I'm like, let me just blow up some fake people's lives. Right. Um, yeah. So, Much I, um, yeah, I think so. And so I think that's mm-hmm. what, what really speaks to me about this piece and about what I write is the fact that it's, you know, it might not have the same like blood and guts and like, murderous intentions as the people that I create but I think it it does at the end it's all the things that I want to write are about love and I think that even in in twisted ways and this is kind of its own twisted romance it just happens to feature a soprano and a tenor so people think it's a classic you know if this were a rock musical I think people would think a lot right there you go yeah I think I also wonder if that's again work the 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 traditional list. I mean, this thing did win a two Tonys one, one for orchestrations and one for score, both for JRB. Mm-hmm. And I do kind of wonder if the traditionalness of score structure and cat and, and like arrangement works again against it, like casting Stephen Pasquale. It's like, mm. if you make a slightly weirder choice, in any of those categories, in structure, in score, in you know whatever, in casting, um, if, it, if, if even if she's an alto, uh, mm-hmm. like what what does that what does that signal to an audience? You know, what does that give you? What does that where does that put the audience in terms of how they're supposed to feel? Because I think this show presents itself as a very straightforward musical romance, yes, um, but it isn't. And I think that I wonder how much of the response, at least on a Broadway level, um, I think a regional audience will be more forgiving, but on a Broadway level that like you just feel, well, what's going, wait, no, this isn't how this works. The soprano and the tenor end up together. Like that's how this goes. And they're supposed to be together. So there's a reason she should leave her husband or her husband should be killed at the fair when the, when the steer kicks him or something, you know, God should step in and solve all everybody's problems. Yeah. He has a light in the piazza moment, gets kicked by a horse. <laughs> and then they have to go back to Italy. No, I, but, but the thing is, I think that that's what, but it's interesting that you say that because I'm like, no, a Broadway audience, I feel like should be more forgiving in some ways. Like, I'm like, God, oh, are, are Danny. Sick? I know, yeah. I know. There's I'm no fucking, one less forgiving than a Broadway audience. I know. Audience. Like, Don't I mean, let me be, yeah. let me be Pollyanna about this. Let me have good hope for the future. <laughs> but also, uh, JRB said in an interview about how he was like, yeah, no, my, my shows are never hits like when they go to Broadway. And then it's like later afterwards, they have the mm-hmm. resurgence. And he's like, you know, songs for new world parade last five yeah. years. Like they, it's the resurgence of his shows that always are, you know, people find them later they become these cult hits. Um, I, I feel like that's the, the the fact that they do fit into those stereotypical musical theater roles is kind of what mm-hmm. is so lovely about it is the fact that it's like okay. everything in it points to these two people should go, should be together. These mm-hmm. two people are meant like, look at the way their voices blend. Look at the way that this sounds. Mm. This is like, and look I think how they look. also, <laughs> yeah, look at how they look. Yeah. But also, yeah. I think that, like you know, uh, you know, it it adds to like the soaring, flying quality of of the 
of where the world is taking them to to her immense um I mean, because by the second act, like she's just singing that like refraining and was like, ah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just like constant, like fluttering, blah, blah, blah. And it's, right. you know, there's something very mellifluous and lovely and girl-like. Um, mm. She is kind of regressing know, sort of in the middle of the show. Like she does sort of, yeah, yeah open up and she then, has, yeah. I mean, you know, that raw dick will have you catching feelings. And I think that she really does, to quote a friend. Mm. And you know what? He was right. <laughs> I need that on a throw pillow. Uh, I just, but I just, um, I'm crocheting it. <laughs> but I think that, like, I, for me, we have equated soprano mm. with, like, a sense of, because it can sound like this with lightness, with airiness, mm-hmm. with with possibility. Uh, an alto voice is so grounded. It's so you know, mm-hmm. and also is seen as like sultry, seductive. Uh, oh, that's body, true. Yeah, broad. that's true. It and go in that I think it is accident. easier yeah. to forgive her with like the like. Oh well, she she's an ingenue. She knows not what she does. You know, right. Um, <laughs> So I think that's part of it, honestly, is like, oh, that's how it sure. sounds. Um, and then if all else fails, you get some six, five Adonis to come in with like a little leather bracelet on. And it's like, oh, well, duh. <laughs> duh you know right. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I think that is the Broadway thing, right? Like, I don't think they, like casting somebody that was weird and interesting, I, I think that it's like, no, commercially we want, the book oh yeah you want like the the romance novel i thought um i think it's 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 fascinating to have him be because i've seen now i've watched so many videos in prep for this of like so many different productions of it and i think Mm. that hunter foster recently directed it at bucks county with oh okay nicholas rodriguez and kate baldwin and uh, so I watched videos of that and like, you know, mm. and then they, they've done it at Keegan and they did it at mm-hmm. Signature and they've done it like all over. They've done it. Um, I think it's also very interesting. I saw a video where the Robert Kincaid was a non-white actor, which mm. I find really interesting because if the rest of the cast is white, then there's like also the sense of other that yeah, Francesca outsider. feels from being an outsider mm. and then there's another other right. and there's also the fact that it's like the 60s in Iowa Iowa yeah so what does that mean um mm-hmm. it also potentially makes Marge's obsession with her safe like the safety a little more uh sinister mm-hmm. for better or worse um sure but I think that there's there's a lot of different spaces you can go in terms of of that casting that I thought was really interesting in watching that um, Mm -hmm. videos of that to be like, Oh, that's a, yeah. That adds a whole other layer of like two people who feel outside and and he Mm -hmm. sings the song, the world outside of frame. That's right. So, you know, just like the lyrics, like somebody thought about them almost. Mm -hmm. Um, True. right? (laughs) (laughs) Like it's a metaphor. It's and like we're just somebody keep coming back to it, like over and over and over again. Coming <laughs> back to it, all the I know, different parts so, of the camera. 
I mean, he gets really great lyrics in here. I think that I think mm-hmm. the hardest thing is like you know the the information you really need is in the song "Almost Real," and that's the top of like what the second act. And there's yeah. so much information, and you're like, if you miss any of that, you're like, wait, what now? Where are we? What right. the sister did? What? Mm-hmm. Who's dead? Right. You know, it's hard. Yeah, to bring that is in, a, like, a dream ballet, and it's late for an exposition dump. I mean, that's like a you know, like say top of Act Two. Uh, you, this is not like we should. You, you would think normally you're re- you're not geared up for this in the same kind of way. And uh, also, yeah. it's like you you have to 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 kind of act it out, right? Mm-hmm. And so I uh, I know that the original cast was like enormous. Mm-hmm. And it's like, right, because they were playing all the people at the fair and they were playing right. all the people in, you know, that song, Almost Real. And that's me being like, well, let's let's edit the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. Stuff. Let's keep it in the house. Yeah, it does feel, which is another Broadway side effect I always feel like. Like people are, I think we are getting over to a certain extent. The spectacle. like the show cost. Well, no, not the spectacle. Just that the show costs a hundred dollars, so it has to be three hours. You know, like this has to be the only thing I'm doing tonight. And I think yeah. I, I, the, the trend is kind of going in both directions because you have like shows like Moulin Rouge and and things like that 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 still. Or I think the opening night performance is still going on. And then you have, but no, you have shows like Days of Wine and Roses, and I just saw Swept Away at Arena. And both of those are like 90 minutes, no intermission and nonstop and people leave and they can still have time to go to the bar afterwards. They still have time to go wherever. And I feel like that is something that people are more seeing the benefit of that. Like it doesn't have to be a thousand years long. There, there could be, there could be different shows. There could be shows like that. There can be lame is, you know, they can be three hour epic. That's all you're doing that night. But there can also be these lighter stories that are shorter, not even lighter, just like shorter, more intense, yeah, more shorter. like experiential. Um, I think they're just more saturated. Like, yeah. it's just like, it's much more like, here we go. Well, We're and you've got to stand out. And, you, know, you know, you've got to, the, yeah. the, the thing of it being like, really being the like, because one of the advantages to being 90 minutes and out is that like, I I hear people talking about this, the shorter shows. They're like, oh, it's great. You should see it. It's real short. We were, we were out, we were back on the train before there was no crowd. There was all like, you know, it's all those little ancillary things that people start to see as a benefit instead of a, uh, instead of a, a, you know, it's a feature, not a bug. I remember seeing Grey House on Broadway and I was like, great, this is fascinating. And then I remember mm-hmm. doing which way to the stage and it's like, you know, a hundred minutes straight mm-hmm. through and it's a roller coaster. You don't even get to take a breath. So you just right. kind of are like there, you don't have time to like, you don't have to rebuy in. And of course yeah. there are some shows that have like such a great um, final number of the show of the act that you're like, I have to come back. Like, mm-hmm ragtime for example sure, uh, sure like that act one finale is yeah. a killer yeah that's a terrible word to use for it because it's a funeral but it's it's right. amazing but it it's is brilliant yeah. it's it's and yes. and you are so ugh, by that song mm-hmm. that like you you have to come back you know you you are ready to buy in but then there are other shows where it's like yeah I don't need one to act, come back it could be shorter. One. Yeah, it could be it one act. Have to be. Yeah, could be one act. <laughs> and I think there would be a way to make this one act. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I think about that sometimes, but I'm like, you could there streamline is a way this. To make this. It'd be an interesting, it'd be an interesting exercise. I mean, you'd lose some, some, some of the, I wonder how much color you lose in cutting down Bud and the kids too much because like we were saying at the beginning, the context you get from that is, is pretty important, but yeah, do we have, is there, is there, is there, first of all, is there less of it that we could get? Like, is it more, and also would that then be more effective? If we get like shorter bursts and everything shorter, do those shorter bursts then carry more weight than they do earlier? Just something to, you know, it's a kind well, of, well, I mean, obviously. In the original West Side Story, Marie and Tony fall mm-hmm. in love in five lines and they don't right. talk about love at all. They talk about their hands being cold. In the remake with Steven Spielberg, it's like a 50 minute scene and I have never wanted to be able to less than when I right. watched that film. And so I'm just sort of like, I don't know. I think like being concise is amazing. Like mm-hmm. I pray for the day when I can write a love scene that takes five lines talking about the temperature of your hands and mm-hmm. everyone is like, I know exactly yep. what this is. And mm-hmm. so there is a part of me that's like, there has to be a way. Danny, what is your favorite song then in the Bridges of Madison County? Okay, so this is, I was prepped for this, but yes. I have to tell you that it's kind of a, I, I think I have to, I, I gotta give it to two. I can't well, pick. I always ask you to, well, pick your two, but we're going to have to pick one to play over the closing credits. So I can't play two oh, songs okay. on top of well, each other. Well, then I, I think that my, I know, but right, but shit. Okay. What are you two? What well, are the two? What are the two? I love One Second in a Million Miles because I think it's like just such a beautiful whatever. But I think my mm-hmm. favorite song is It All Fades Away because it's just like, mm-hmm. what a good guy. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that thing of, sure. you know, just it's so... Uh, the yeah. fact that he's like, you know, the, uh, nothing mattered except for the four days, you know, in your mm-hmm. arms at all phases. I mean, just, yeah. this man is dying and he, mm-hmm. you know. Well, so it's a great contrast. Is. I mean, it's a really nice contrast in that moment with, you know, even though she's from Italy, uh, that Francesca has been on the farm basically since she was. Yes. 20 i mean if not younger mm-hmm. and this man has traveled the world and you know taken pictures of all kinds of stuff and seen everything in the world and that expression of saying like it doesn't matter like all that stuff doesn't compare to to being with you so it's yeah it's a real it's a real statement for him to say that to her. yeah it means so a lot to romantic. her specifically i think yeah yeah. So I think that's the, I think that's what that's I would, would pick it's a great um, one. just because it's so beautiful. I mean, like they're all so beautiful, right? Like I could just, you know, I can just sit around being like, <laughs> I mean, I love, what do you call a man like that from act one? I <laughs> sure. mean, she calls sure. it holy. I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. a holy man. Ugh. Yeah. So, there you go. But yeah. Right. It's great. Yeah. That's, we did it. Danny, thank you so much. This was excellent. No, thank that's you. Fun. Look at what Where, we've done. Uh, Look at it. We did it. Where um, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at Danny Danger Stoller. I am private, but I accept people regardless. Mm. I just was like, you just know, uh, yeah. I just like to vet a little bit. Um, sure, that's fine. I'll, Feel like I'll, you have control. Please come say hi. Yeah. Um, so there and then, you know, DannyStoller.com, even though I never update it. So I don't know what's on there now. <laughs> if you want to see what happened to me in the 90s <laughs> there you go, go check, out check it out there it is um, fantastic yeah so that's that Excellent. great Danny thank yeah. you so much 
Thank you. This is so fun. I was sliding down a mountain. I was burning in the sun. I was crying with amazement at the view. I was capturing a moment, but when all is said and done, well, it all fades away. But you, it all fades away. It all fades away. It all fades away. But you. The original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. Please rate and review the original cast on your podcatcher of choice. It's the easiest way to help other listeners find the show. Go to bit.ly slash originalcaststore for original cast merchandise like t-shirts, tote bags, and more. Become a patron of the original cast at patreon.com slash originalcastpod so you can listen to our bonus podcast, The Original Cast at the Movies. On the socials, we're at originalcastpod. Special thanks to our social media manager, Bethany Zalecki. Hi, Bethany. My thanks to Danny Stoller for coming and talking to me. I'm Patrick Flynn. And I can't. I have rehearsal. Past the thinking, past the breathing, past the beating of my heart, it will But you, but you.